0: One spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And then verse 11. So Christ Himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip His people for works of service. Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ. From him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work.
1: Great, thank you Esther. Good morning everyone. Good to see you. Um, we're carrying on with this particular series from Ephesians 4 we're really trying to dig down into Ephesians 4 Um, hopefully you will see why because even just reading what Esther's just said you can see how important um, as getting this right is when you see what it does for the church when you see what the fruit of getting it right does for the church um, two weeks ago, Peter gave an introduction to this. Do go back to the website and listen to it uh, for that overall introduction to this passage. And last week, we had our AGM where we were talking about some of the things that we as a church are going after. And one of the things that uh, Hannah's wonderful painting is, is gradually helping us to do is to remember that we are about the transformation of Sheffield. We're about Sheffield being transformed, and we do that by making life better and making disciples and there's going to be lots of ways that we can explore what that means but that's what we're about and one of the ways that we as a church will be able to join in with all the other wonderful churches in this city to help Sheffield be transformed is for us to get this right for us to be the body that Christ has called us to be for us to get this Ephesians 4 stuff right every one of us in this room is needed Every one of us in this room has already been given gifts that are to serve the body. Every one of you. There, is no, there are no passengers here this morning or in our church, or there shouldn't be, because this passage very clearly says that he gives these gifts to everyone. One of the um, books which I've left down on the floor over there that, were, that I would really recommend to you if you want to dig into this more is a book by Alan Hirsch called 5Q, um it's, it's one of the best uh, expo, uh, expositions, if you like, of this passage that I've read for a long time. And it really is uh, rooted in the Bible. It's rooted in good scholarship. And if you, if you are wanting to find out more about this, dig into that book, 5Q, by Alan Hirsch. One of the things that he says is that this Ephesians 4 passage, in fact all of Ephesians, is a bit of a constitutional letter for the church it's one of those letters that sets out how God intends His church to be, and one of the analogies He uses is He says, a bit like in America, the Declaration of Independence. It was something that happened in history. I'm going to be very careful here because there are Americans in the room, and I'm going to be really try hard not to say anything that isn't wrong. Um, a nice smile over to you over there. <laughs> be nice to me. The American Declaration of Independence was something that happened in history. A key thing, it has happened, but that was so important constitutionally for that country that it informs who that country is now. It shapes who that country is now. It is so rooted in who they are, in their DNA, if you like. And Alan Hirsch, in his book, argues that this passage, Ephesians 4, is a constitutional document for the church. Yes, the gifts have been given in the past tense, but they inform who we are as a church and shape who we are as a church and will do right to the end of time. They're that important. They're on on the level of that sort of constitutional document. So we need to take them really seriously. Look at what the passage says. Um, Let's make sure I've got this on. Have I got this on, Brian? There I have now. Um, This is what the benefit of us getting this right, the benefits are. The body of Christ might be equipped, perfected, or completed, verse 12. The body of Christ might grow into maturity, verses 13 and 15. We might attain to the fullness of Christ. We may, in an embodied way, live out the unity described in verse 13, describing 1 to 6, sorry. We might not be given to theological faddishness or deception. We might grow up into Christ our head. These are all from this Ephesian passage we've just read. This is the fruit. We will be rightly ordered in our relationship to our head, Jesus, therefore, to each other as his body. Don't you want that for your church? Don't, don't we want that? We, we'd be fools, wouldn't we, to say we don't want that. Well, getting this right is what is, is the fruit. This is the fruit of getting this right. I want unity in the church. I want us to be equipped and perfected. I want us to grow into maturity. I hope you do too. That's why this is so important. So what part do you play? That is a uh, big question. So... What I'd love for you to do this morning is to be start and over the next few weeks as we look at the five different gifts that are mentioned in Ephesians. They're not the only gifts that are mentioned in the Bible, and we're not limiting it to this, but we're particularly focusing on Ephesians four at the moment, and these fivefold gifts. And I want you to be asking the question, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? Where is He encouraging you in the gift that He has already given you? Remember that's what the passage says. The gifts have already been given. So you, as part of this body of Christ, have already been given gifts that are there to serve the church, that are there to bless the church so that God is glorified. All those lists of things that we've said, that the church will grow in fruit. So where, what what gift has God given you? What gifts has God given you? Where is the emphasis in you? So that's what I'd like to do today. A couple of things before we look at the first two today, which is going to be shepherds, sometimes called pastors, but we're calling them shepherds because it helps us fit with the acronym APEST, apostles, pastors, evangelists, shepherds, teachers, okay? So that's why we're calling them shepherds, because it makes the acronym work, okay? So we're going to look today at shepherds and teachers, but a couple more things just to say before we do that, because it is so important that we have the context right for talking about these things First of all, and Peter mentioned this um, when he spoke two weeks ago, Jesus modelled and embodied all of the gifts. He modelled and embodied all of the gifts during his ministry. Secondly, he gives these gifts to his church. When he ascended, he gave the gifts to his church by the Holy Spirit so that the church, as his body, may carry on the work that he started in his ministry. We are literally the body of Christ carrying on his work that he started, uh, that we read about in the Bible, but he doesn't give all of the gifts to one person. So I don't have all of the five gifts. You don't have all of the five gifts. One of the beauties of being in church together, of being a people of God together, is that we need each other to complete the fullness of who Christ is. Does that make sense? We each are given different gifts. And when we come together, we complete the fullness of who Christ is. He embodied all five. We embody all five when we step up to the plate with the gifts he has already given us. Does that make sense? That's why you are needed in this church. That's why it's so important that we don't give up meeting together like it says in the Bible. So important. There's a sports analogy. I'm a bit sore about rugby at the moment. If you're a rugby fan, um, it hasn't been good for England. I'm talking about the only code there is, which is Rugby Union. But i um, sorry if that offends some people. Um, but if you're a rugby fan, you'll know that um, there are different roles within a rugby team. There are forwards, there are backs, and within forwards and backs, there are different roles there. Even if you aren't a rugby fan, you'll know that sports teams, there are different roles for different players. If the forwards decide not to turn up, if the prop who is in the scrum decides not to turn up, the, te- the whole team suffers. Every person needs to know their role in the team in order for the team to be more than the sum of the individual parts. Think, if you don't like rugby, think of your favourite sport. If you don't like sport, sorry. <laughs> Here's another one, example. An An orchestra. There are violins, there are violas, there are cellos, there are flutes, there is the percussion section, all the other instruments. <laughs> Sorry, Giles, yes, trumpets, of course, but no one instrument is more important than any other instrument. Very important analogy there. <laughs> um, each of those instruments on their own sounds good, but they are So much more than the sum of their individual parts when they come together. They are a symphony. And what we're talking about this morning is being a symphony of mission. Every one of us here, if we're in this church, we're we're called to be a church that is about mission. Make life better for people. Make disciples. Transformation of Sheffield. That's what we're all in, in for. We will be a symphony of mission as we step into the gifts that God has given us. And we will be more than the sum of our individual parts. It's so important, this analogy of the body, isn't it? How important it is. So, this is what we're about. This is what we're going after. One of the things that we've often said in this church is a Wimber, Wimber quote everyone gets to play. It is not about some of us on stage, it's not about some of us who are involved in ministry, it's not about just a few of us who want to be involved. Everyone gets to play, everyone is needed, everyone is important for the health of the body of Christ. Just last thing to say, there is not one gift, just harking back to what um, Giles was saying, there is not one gift that is more missional or desirable. It set me up for that, well Giles, thank you. There is not one gift that is more missional or desirable. That's really important. Really important. Some people in the past have talked about certain gifts being more missional. That is not true. We are the church in mission when all five gifts are properly represented and valued. Does that make sense? That's really, really important. So, together we make the body of Christ, we carry on his mission. And to repeat one other thing that Peter said, I know I'm repeating some things that Peter said, but I think these are really important for the context. Your fivefold gifting doesn't define you. Your identity is being rooted in Christ. Really, really important. You are not defined by your gifting. You are defined by who you are in Christ. Please hear that as we explore these different things. So today we're looking at shepherds and teachers. Um, Let's start with shepherds. First of all, let's look at how Jesus was a shepherd. I wonder if you could just think amongst yourselves, just just for one minute, um, just turn to the person next to you and say, for one minute, and I really mean one minute, because we haven't got a lot of time, I'd love you just to say, how do you think Jesus modelled being a shepherd? However you understand that at the moment, just do that for one minute. What time did I start? Great. Sorry, um, that's really short. I just wanted you to start thinking, and I'm sorry if you never got a chance to all speak. Um, Here are some of the things. I shouldn't have put this up, should I? Before you talked. Here are some of the things that um, Alan Hirsch picks out in his book about Jesus. He's called the Good Shepherd, isn't he? He's called Jesus the good shepherd, the true shepherd of Israel in 2 Samuel 5.2. He demonstrates great compassion for the broken and the excluded. You look at Matthew and in Luke and the gospels, the way he shows compassion for people, part of his shepherd heart for people. He's about relationship. Restoring the broken relationship between God and the human race and enabling us to enter into the family of god he reconciles people becoming a christian becoming a follower of jesus should have at its heart reconciliation reconciliation with us and god reconciliation to become the family of god together at his heart jesus was about that he brought community about himself didn't he he created a community of disciples who he lived with and taught and went out and did mission with he was about community he is always with and among his people, guiding and protecting. Now, some of you already will be going, yeah, that's what I'm about. Some of you might not be going, that's really what um, gets me excited. But let me say right from the beginning, for all of these gifts, every one of them we should be longing to see grow in our church. So most people in this church, I would imagine, would go, yeah, that, I can see those things are really, really important for our church. But it, the, there's a difference between seeing them as important and you getting really excited about how you can champion those things and how you can serve the church in those things. Does that make sense? You'll know if that's something that really switches you on. So a shepherd is someone who cultivates a loving, just looking at the on the right hand side, someone who is cultivating a loving and caring community that mirrors the love of Jesus within and without. You really, It really matters to you that there is a loving and caring community. You know that this is how the world will know us, that Jesus said this is how the world will know us, by the way that we love each other. You know that, and that's a key thing for you. You pay close attention to the immediate environment. When you come in the morning, you are aware of people, you are aware of what's going on. Now, I'm going to keep saying this because it's really important. That doesn't mean that those of you who aren't shepherds aren't thinking that way. Please hear that. It's not, oh, they're the shepherds, they got on with that bit. I'm not. We all are called to value that. But for some of us, we know that is the thing that we serve the church with, that we have been given the gift of to serve the church. Typically, you'll know the names of people in your immediate orbit and their stories and you'll ask about them, and you'll be pastoral, you'll be shepherding, you'll be caring, and you are so important for the, um, the longevity of our church community. You're so important if you think like that, because you help to be the glue, the cohesiveness for us all. You champion a commitment to, to discipleship and to the body growing to maturity and being a living demonstration of the life of Jesus. You have unity as a high priority and seek to cultivate wholesome relationships in the workplace. Remember, this is not just about here. You, you'll be this sort of person wherever you live your life. In the workplace, you'll be the sort of person that really goes after creating a good environment for people. Looking out for people, caring for people. So important that we don't see this as just being a gift for what happens in church. This is a gift given for us to be the body out in the world. You protective of community. This is something that isn't often mentioned about the shepherd. Those things which will damage the community, influences that would come in and damage the the strength of the community. You you feel strongly about, and that sometimes involves ju- uh, challenge to people and discipline. I mean, dis- discipline is a difficult word, isn't it? But you know what I mean. Bringing challenge where you see that this is going to affect the community. Is that you? Do you feel yourself going, yeah, that is what I'm about? And let let me say again, we need you. That gift is so valuable. All the gifts are valuable. Please don't ever think that that gift isn't valuable in this church. It is so important. Let's move on. Teachers. Think about how Jesus was a teacher. One minute, go to the person next to you. How was Jesus a teacher? Okay, great. Hopefully you'll have said some of the things I've got up here. Jesus is described as a rabbi. When he said, come follow me, he was giving a rabbi's invite to come and learn. Come and learn from me. He was a teacher. He was a rabbi, a guide and a teacher. So the disciples, as he invited them into relationship, he then was someone who taught them. He's described as the way, isn't he? The truth. He is the truth of God. He lived a life with his disciples, and he spoke words of truth, and he lived it out. So teachers are involved in not just speaking truth, but living it out. Integrity is key to them, that what they say, they want to live out in their lives helping people understand and comprehend God and themselves. He's the word made flesh, the truth of God made flesh, living amongst us, both the revealer and that which is revealed. God's truth, the logos. He is the fulfillment of the Torah, the law, the teaching of God. He's the fulfillment of that, the Bible tells us in Matthew five seventeen. He is the light of the world, sent to illuminate the way of truth, the true knowledge of God. If Jesus has particularly given you a heart for teaching and the gift of teaching as a way of serving the church and his mission, then maybe some of these statements will resonate with you. You seek to bring wisdom and understanding to the body of Christ. That is a key thing for you. It's really important to you. You cultivate a culture of curiosity and the pursuit of insight and learning. You seek to understand and interpret the scriptures. Scriptures understand... All of us value the Bible, yes, but for some of us, being able to understand and interpret the scriptures, get to the depths of what they are and serve the church with what we've learned is a real passion for us. You become translators and interpreters in that you will translate, you will be able to interpret the biblical worldview into everyday life and be able to talk about how it applies to everyday life so important for us to be able to delve into the truths of the Bible and understand how it links with, have a systematic understanding of how it links with with all of life and all that we're involved in. You will help the body to engage, the body of Christ, to engage with the key values and visions. So when we're talking about transforming, being about transformation of Sheffield and being about making life better and making disciples, you'll be thinking about how we can communicate that well. You'll be thinking about what that might mean. In your groups, you'll be someone who is able to explain that and talk about it and think about how it relates to the Bible. You put things together, the jigsaw pieces, and help people to see the whole picture. So important. You're keen to see and think through how the church, the body, can communicate well who it is, particularly to people who don't yet know Jesus. How can we be better at doing that? And you develop resources for learning. That's important to you, such as writings, tools, and practices that communicate these ed- these ideas. Okay. That was a little bit of a race through. The reason being, really want to pray. Each week we're going to pray that these gifts are represented and valued within our church. And particularly for people who feel that they are one of these gifts. Now can I give a little disclaimer, not a disclaimer, just a little get out almost here you haven't heard all the other gifts yet that's going to happen it's fine for you to think at the moment that's that i think that's what i am but maybe not maybe over the next few weeks it'll change that's okay but you will know if some of those statements that i've said either about shepherds or as a teacher if they particular you'll value them all of us hopefully but if you will know if they particularly resonate with you that's who i am That's what God has given me as a gift, to serve the rest of the body. Also to say, things change over seasons, and sometimes God gives gifts for seasons. So this is not a boxing in of people. This is where you're at right now. Please hear that as well, that's really important. And be open to what the Holy Spirit is doing. The last thing we want to do is to be boxing people into a definition. But we do want to be releasing the gifts in this church in the body. And valuing them and and supporting people in their gifts so that they can serve us as a church. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? That's really, really important that you hear that. So, what I'd love us to do is to just give a chance to pray for people. So, if you think that you um, particularly resonate with either the shepherd... Could you stand up i 'm going to ask people around you to pray for you if you particularly resonate with a teacher, you might resonate with both. It is possible to to, to really resonate with more than one or two of the, of, the, of the gifts that is fine. It was also very fine for you to say i 'm not sure at the moment all through this please i 'm not sure remember what we 're wanting to do is just value them, raise the profile of all the five gifts. okay, people around those people who have stood, could you turn to them, please, and ask them which one you would like you, them to bless. And I don't want it to be big, long prayers. All you're doing is you're blessing them in this gift. You don't need to come out with lots of um, clever prayers. Please just bless them. Bless these people. Uh, I'll just give you a minute to do that. Turn to them. Put, put a hand on them, if, on them if they're happy with that, and bless them, please, in the gift that they, they think they've been given. Clear. Yeah, I mean, you can see by the response people. Hmm. I think mean, it's just helpful to have it like uh, this. Yeah, cause even if you weren't, you know, even if they were going through it quickly, stop yeah, I might just flick back to. could just be drawing that to a close. Now, I would love for those of you who stood up to pray for us as a church. Because one of the things, one of the thing, the key thing. Sorry, just take a seat for the moment. Sorry, I should have said that. Um, One of the key things for people who particularly resonate with one of the gifts or a couple of the gifts is that you are kind of like champions for those gifts within the church. You are there to try and call them out in other people. We all will, as we grow in maturity, will to some extent model some of the gifts of the spirit. But we, but but we uh, of these these fivefold, sorry, Um, but particular ones of us are almost like the champions of them. Um, So for me, as an example, in our missional community, I'm not particularly an evangelist. I don't find it easy, but I know that I need an evangelist around me to help me to operate as in missionly, yeah? So we invite evangelists into our community to help us think through that. Does that make sense? So you as a shepherd and as a teacher, if you think that might be what God has given you, we need you to call out those gifts in our church to help the rest of us to be that way. So would you stand again, those people who stood, please? And I'm going to ask you to say a prayer for all the rest of the church that is upon the screen. And I'll say it with you. But if you could bless the rest of the church, and this is a sign that one of your responsibilities is to own this and champion this in our church and challenge us where you, don't, you, know, where you think we need to be better. That's an invite for you to do that. Uh, ask Peter. Um, <laughs> great, let's pray together. These are the people who are standing, so pray with me. We bless our church to be a community that values and nurtures the gifts of shepherd and teacher. We pray that each person in our church family would grow in these gifts and that we would all reflect these key aspects of Jesus' life and ministry. Amen. Great. Thank you, guys. Just sit down. Um, We're going to... The band's going to come up, we're going to sing, and then we're going to have communion. Communion is a great way of us focusing back. We're one body. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ that though we are many, we are one body. Really, really important that we come back and remember our identity is in Christ. We're many, we have many gifts, many different things we bring, but we are united because of our focus on Jesus. Really important we come back to that when we're talking about these things. Um, Can I please keep having a conversation with us? I know for some of us, some of us have been in this church a long time. We'll have had lots of conversation about these things. Keep having a conversation with us. But hear that we want to affirm you in who God has made you and the gifts he has given you. And we want to be a church that values that and releases you to serve us in that gift. Please hear that.